Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. Hi and welcome to the podcast Busy House Happy Home. Now today I have got Mel on the podcast and Mel is breath gal on Instagram and I met her at a uh, like health um, workshop and I actually arrived slightly late and I walked in and saw this incredible vision in front of me that was Mel teaching everybody um, about breathing and breath work and so a big welcome to you Mel today. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here. And, um, and I remember that day very well, actually. Um, it was, I do remember you arriving late. And um, it's it's so um, prevalent what you're saying, because when, you, when, we're, when we're late and we're rushing, we're breathing quickly and we're breathing quickly and we're breathing in our chest and we're feeling rushed and we're feeling anxious. And then that tells our body that we're feeling rushed and anxious and then we breathe quicker. So yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was really stressful. I remember it so well. Simon was late back from work and I couldn't go until he'd got home and I was getting more and more anxious, phoning him, where are you? normally he's not late he's normally pretty pretty reliable and it's so embarrassing walking in to something that's already started I know but you got you got stuck straight in though which is just amazing and you know we were doing I do remember what we were doing and we were you know I was getting you to breathe into your belly and you know which calms you down and you did and then we had a lovely chat afterwards that was great oh it was so good to meet you so Mel will you tell us a bit about you and what you do I would absolutely love to. So, um, so yes, like you said, I'm Mel, I'm a breath coach. Um, and what a breath coach means is, because I often get that um, asked to me actually all the time, people are like, you're what, what do you do? Um, so I'm a breathing coach. So I teach people, and that's individuals in one-to-ones, um, workshops at retreats, uh, talks like where I met you. I um, also um, work with corporates and I also work with schools. And what I do is, is uh, fundamentally teach you how to use the power of your breath um, and it's so simple and which is why I love it and I'm so passionate about it because you can be your own breath coach you know once you've learnt some techniques you can take those home with you and then you can be your own breath coach which I feel so passionate about as well that we can you know once we've learned and we can start doing it every day and that can really help us um change our lives really. So there's lots of different type of uh, breathing exercises and I, I'm qualified in, in various different schools of breath coaching. So I'll teach um, up-regulating exercises, so exercises that will um, create fire in the body, create energy in the body. So instead of grabbing that cup of coffee mid-afternoon before the school run, that type of thing, um, I can give you exercises um, that can really help with that. And then you've got balancing breathing techniques. So therefore, when you're feeling a bit um, up in the chest or breathing in your chest or stressed or anxious, they will make you calmer and bring you to a really lovely state of balance. Or for example, you're feeling a little bit tired and then that will bring you up a bit. So again, you're feeling a bit balanced. So great exercises before perhaps, um, you know, you're giving a, a speech or a talk or for children, if they're about to do exams, that type of thing. 
And then there's down-regulating breath work. Um, so this is for when you're feeling perhaps in a panic, panicked type state. And this will really calm you down. And these techniques get you into your parasympathetic part of your nervous system, which is um, there to make you feel calm and relaxed or just before you go to sleep. So those are the different types of um, breathing exercise out there. But I teach other ones as well. I do a really deep kind of meditative state type of breath work, which is um, really, really beautiful and gets you out of your kind of better thinking brainwave into a theta brainwave state. And it's deeply relaxing um, and deep, it can be deeply healing actually on that type of thing. So yeah, so I teach lot, all of those types of things. And, um, and also I'm in um, something called School Breathe, um, which is a company which is we're starting to teach children and teachers how to use breath work just for every day. So, you know, if the classroom's a bit hectic, how to calm everybody down or if there's a child that's upset, all of that type of thing. And um, we're teaching teachers as well to teach the kids. So we've got two different programs. Um, we're in 55 schools in the UK at the moment. And yeah, we're just uh, getting bigger and bigger, which is just it's so exciting because for me, I really feel like if I learn breath work when I was a child like how different that could have been for me and um, how I could have regulated my nervous system because fundamentally breathing um, helps you access a calm state in your nervous system so yeah again really passionate about it you know starting out in primary schools that's amazing Mel and how did you get into into breathwork good question um, well so I have a, um, one of my oldest school friends um, and we've known each other since we're 16 um, and she trained decades ago I was one of her case studies I still remember it this to this day and I remember having a session with her and I was like oh wow I feel really energized but I, I never thought at the time it was something I was going to do um, but because she was one of my best friends she started running retreats and doing lots of other things and I went to support her and after a few retreats, I remember thinking, oh, wow, there's really something in this. Like, I'm feeling really different. Um, and I just couldn't believe that, you know, doing doing breathing, which is what we think we do every day, um, and doing different techniques could really change the way that I felt. And um, that I thought there's something in this. And um, and this uh, friend of mine that I've mentioned, she introduced me to a lady that does training for um, breath work in Brighton, and I'm just outside Brighton. Um, so we, we got to be friendly, and I got uh, talking to her, and I ended up doing her foundation course. And after I did that foundation course, I was just, I was blown away. I was like, this, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I, I just couldn't believe how phenomenal it was. And yeah, that's where it started. And I did that course, which was the kind of really deep breath work that I mentioned earlier. And then I went on to do kind of more functional um, breathing courses um, for sleep apnea and snoring and asthma and all these other breathing dysfunctions that are out there. I went on to do yeah extra courses to help more and more people and the, the more courses I do the more I want to do because I just think wow you know you can you can change you can change your life by changing your breath which I know probably sounds a bit dramatic but I've seen it you know firsthand I have um, um quite a few children that I see and um I'm seeing this young boy at the moment and um he had a dysfunction where he would breathe through his mouth um all day and in the night time um, he didn't sleep and there's lots and lots of other things 
And over the course of the last few months, we've been retraining him to learn to breathe through his nose and he started sleeping. And, you know, the parents, as, as any parent knows, you know, even, you know, for babies, let alone a nine-year-old that, that, that's never really slept properly, how much that can change your life. So I, I don't take it lightly when I say, you know, learning to breathe well can change your life because it, it's genuinely... Yeah, it's, it's changed his and it's changed his families, you know, already. And that's, you know, that's just one example of, you know, one of my clients. So. Yeah, which is just amazing. And that's how I sort of got to know you more is we had a little chat after after that first first time we met. And Coco um, doesn't or didn't breathe well at all, especially when she played sport. She would hold her breath. And she couldn't run. It was holding her back. She was getting so frustrated. There would be tears at the end of the day, particularly you know, in the summer term when there's athletics and lots, lots going on for children. And she just was, she just felt like a failure, an absolute failure. And I booked you to come and work with her. And I remember sports day last year when she actually ran and breathed and ran really well. And I don't think she won, but she she gave a good a good you know a good fight a good race, and it was so exciting. And I had tears in my eyes watching her because the transformation from this child who had battled for years. I'm actually getting quite emotional thinking about it. To how she is now, and how when she's anxious, I just say, "Come on, you know what to do. Let's breathe," and grants her again and it's amazing so I've witnessed how life-changing it is it is and that makes, makes me feel emotional as well because I still I remember the little video that you sent um of her running and I you know and I do I feel emotional as well because it's just again you know like I was talking about you know it changes everybody's lives but you know getting children to remember how to breathe well is just so important you know when we're born we have this beautiful baby's breath you know and if you watch a baby or you watch um, an, an animal in fact you'll see their beautiful free flowing breath. There's no breath holding, you know, there's no using the shoulders to breathe. There's no controlling of the breath. There's no just up in the chest or just in the belly, you know, and, and with certain people, you can't even, you know, see them breathing because they're in like a freeze response. And, you know, there's all these dysfunctions that start happening. And I really noticed it um, when mine started school. So around four or five, I noticed their beautiful pot belly breath, you know, that beautiful horizontal breath. It just started changing, you know, and I've been, you know, I do a lot of research. I've had to read a lot of books, obviously, with all the different courses that I've done. And, and I've really come to learn, you know, that, you know, when we go to school and we sit down and we're sat most of the day, really, we should be moving around. And that impacts our diaphragm because we often lean forward. And then that impacts our breath. And then we get the sit still, you know, be quiet, don't fidget, you know, don't speak up. And, and this all impacts the way that we start breathing. And, you know, and this is a primary, you know, so by the time they're Coco's age, and I see Coco, you know, and that type of age, you know, they, that, that, that beautiful baby's breath has just gone and they've just forgotten, you know. And, and so it's so wonderful seeing, you know, children remember. And I really just hope that they then remember for the rest of their lives so that they can tap in to that, you know, and, and, and change their breath. Because we, when we change the way that we breathe, we change the way that we feel and think. Because when we, it's, it's, you know, you can relate it to like a hack, for example, 
you know, you know, we're feeling panicky, we're feeling anxious, you know, it's all in our brain and we calm our breath down. We do some calming, really slow, deep breathing, you know, and we're telling the body, we're hacking the body to say, actually, you're safe, you're, you're in a safe place, everything is okay. And then the body then tells that to the brain. The brain's like, oh yeah, no, I am, I'm calm. And then that will go back because actually um, the sensory process is more from the body to the brain than the yeah. other way around. You know, so we could we hack the body, we tell the body it's safe, it's calm, you know, and then we can get into that loop. Yeah, because I know and I know for me personally, when I get anxious, I don't breathe properly. I think I just breathe in yeah. or hold my breath. Yeah. And I have to consciously think, no, 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 just breathe, yeah. calm yourself down. Yeah. And it is, it's really common dysfunction, Charlotte. It's really common. And, you know, especially in today's society, you know, we live in that fast pace, you know, when we live in a fast paced society, you know, busy, especially as, um, you know, mums, we've got so much going on, so much to juggle. And, you know, it's such a common dysfunction to do breathe up in our chest, you know, and, and have that short, shallow breathing, which makes us in that sympathetic part of our nervous system that makes us feel anxious. You know, and when we're breathing in the top part of our lungs, we're not accessing the really juicy part of the lower lungs where that parasympathetic calming part of the nervous system is. So mm. it's really great to be aware like you are. And, and I always say that with, you know, people that first are hearing about breath coaching or breath work is just to start you know, being a bit aware, because if you are aware of your breath, you can then take control. So with you, you know, you notice, and as soon as you notice, you can go, okay, yeah, breathe into my belly, you know, even lower, breathe into my hips, you know, breathe into the lower pelvis and really draw the breath down really deep and really calming and, you know, and just really access that part of your nervous system to make you feel really relaxed. Yeah, and then it helps you tackle whatever it is that's made you feel anxious in a far better yes. way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's one of the things I noticed, you know, after that first course I did, you know, and I was um, just dealing with the kids and they were quite young. And I just noticed that... Um, I was kind of responding a little bit more than reacting. And I yeah. think that's one of those kind of ripple effects of doing kind of really deep breath work is that that's the effect that it can have, that ripple effect that it can have on, you know, your family and your wider circle. And I did, I, it gave me that, that space just to sort of calm, you know, and then not, you know, get cross immediately, just to be calm and take a moment and then, you know, speak to my children the way that I really wanted to speak to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. And it's amazing. And then the ripple effect onto them is they're going to handle things in a far better way because you haven't overreacted um, and you've just been very calm yourself. So you're teaching yeah. them that that is the, the reaction to have rather yeah. than exactly and when, and when they see me like that if I'm you know not with them and in a different situation you know because of what I do they're like remember remember mummy just breathe <laughs> I'm like yes I know thank you child, you know is hurt whether it's you know had an accident fallen over they don't breathe they get they don't. You know, they're crying they're emotional mm. it, it, and they stop breathing and it's so important I the it first is, yeah. thing I do is just focus on their breathing and just get them to calm down yeah because otherwise they just get more and more and more upset they the do yeah. Yeah. it is and, and then yeah. it ends up with a headache and it's 
yes you've just um you know just what you're saying there Charlie as well it's, it's just that's for like our whole life you know especially um, us Brits you know we're very we hold the tension and and that affects our breath you know so you know when we don't say perhaps what we want to say to our our partner or our children you know with our children when they have an accident we're like oh you know don't cry if we're in public that type of thing you know um we hold that tension within our body within the fascia in our body and when we hold that tension if you just you know if you clench your jaw you'll feel your diaphragm get tight you know when we hold that emotion in you know and just you know with the children as well it's why they're so wonderful because they'll they'll express and they don't hold back and they don't hold that tension and then we, as we grow up we start being told to to be quiet or we hide our emotions and all of these things and this tension then creates um you know illnesses within our body you know sometimes when we, yeah. we start breathing this beautiful free-flowing breath and then we can really relax and really let go and it's so important you know when the kids you know do fall over and you know they are panicking just to let them feel that emotion you know and let that yeah. go so that they don't hold on to that that tight emotion in the body because you feel that you know you get butterflies in your tummy yeah. you know that's yeah. emotional tension yeah. and when we breathe fully into the belly it feels completely different and especially us ladies you know we wear tight clothing hold the tummy in for aesthetics yeah. all of that type of thing and then we're holding the belly in and we're not having that beautiful free-flowing breath that we should be you know we should be when we inhale our belly should be coming forward because the diaphragm is coming down you know and a lot of uh, teens they suck their belly in on the yeah. inhale they're doing like a reverse breath which is like yeah. they're like crushing <laughs> inside and it you know and, it, and it's they have to relearn they have to relearn just you know to relax to let that lovely you know belly come out when they're inhaling and yeah to release that tension and it can really help with pain because when you do really slow breathing you can release endorphins that really help with pain and you can even visualize breathing into different parts of the body that can be really calming as well we have a new sponsor for season two of the podcast lee linton from the ultimate shred i have been doing lee's workouts for over six years and i am a massive massive fan Lee has been life-changing for me, getting fit and getting strong. But one of her products that I really love is her matcha. So many people say, Charlie, where do you get your energy from? And the secret is matcha. Matcha is packed full of antioxidants. It is brilliant for your immune system. It's great for your hair, for your nails, for your skin. It helps with water retention. It helps with bloating and it gives you... A, a caffeine um, boost, but not like drinking coffee or tea or, or having, um, you know, caffe caffeinated drinks. It just is a slow release. So it gives you this sort of lovely energy boost throughout the day. And I'm a massive, massive fan of it. I drink it every single day. Lee has kindly given us a discount code of CHARLIE10. All the details will be linked down below in the show notes for you to take advantage of that. So I hope I hope you do because it really is wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating. That's why I wanted to get you on because um, I think breathing is just so crucial. It's so fundamental. And I love the fact that you are going in and teaching children and teachers and starting at a young age because it it is so life-changing and yeah I'm a massive massive fan and I think I, I've talked quite a lot about my childhood and late teens weren't an easy period for me 
and I had a lot of ten tension, a lot of anxiety. I had irritable bowel, I had migraines, I had all sorts of things. And actually, if I had breathed, a lot of those problems wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and just picking up on, you know, um, IBS, like when people learn breathing exercises, um, those symptoms can dissipate because, you know, a lot with IBS, um, you know, with the diaphragm, if you imagine where your diaphragm is, um, if you look for your lower floating rib, you can do that now, actually, if anyone's listening. If you look for your lower floating rib and just underneath there, that's where your diaphragm is. So when you inhale, you know, diaphragm just drops down. Now, when we're, you know, feeling anxious, you know, which is probably what you're feeling at that type of age when it's quite difficult, diaphragm would just be doing little movements. So when you learn to breathe well, your diaphragm will come down so much more and will just massage all of those intestines. And it really, really helps. You know, it's like it's thousands of times a day. You know, we breathe 20,000 times a day on average. So just imagine that massage when you're doing really lovely, you know, deep diaphragmatic breathing to help you know IBS symptoms so I've had really good um you know results when people learn to breathe well for you know IBS and and then obviously you know going inside with that with the anxiety yeah yeah that's amazing and Mel you mentioned earlier about um asthma can yeah. you talk to us a bit about that and how breathing can help yes of course so um a lot of asthmatics um breathe up in their chests. Um, they can't quite um, catch a breath. Um, lots of asthmatics um, almost over-breathe, um, which is actually breathing too, um, too much, uh, which is a common dysfunction, um, you know, like eating, you know, if we eat too much than, than we need and, you know, what happens when we eat too much, you know, and so say with breathing, um, with asthmatics, they often over breathing so they're actually taking in too much oxygen which often people will think well that's a good thing um it's not actually um we don't want to be over breathing we need to be breathing at the right the right balance of breath and this is all to do with carbon dioxide there's lots of science behind that which i won't go into too much but um with asthmatics what they're doing is, is over breathing that breathing in their in their chest space so i'll work um with asthmatics to retrain the breath to get them to use their diaphragm to get them to breathe in their belly um, what i teach is a, a breath work um, called buteco breath um, and it's a type of breathing technique that they learn to reduce the breath that they're taking which actually is really really difficult for asthmatics because they're often they're often trying to catch their breath um, but the technique works it's amazing there's a, a the gentleman is called patch McEwen. Um, so if you're listening you know check him out because that's what i trained with and he is absolutely inspiring he's written so many books there's like bibles of books on all the science behind why it works um, and with reduced breathing what we do is ultimately we're aiming to level out their breath on the on the day-to-day -day. um i teach techniques for them to get if they have an asthma attack which i've used before when i've had a client here with an asthma attack and we've used that um and that you know techniques for that as well so yeah so it's really getting them out of their chest into the belly using the diaphragm well reducing the air that they're taking um with particular exercises throughout the day that ultimately will um level off how they breathe on a day-to-day -day basis which then improves the asthma amazing absolutely amazing that's that's fascinating yeah thank you mel for, for sharing and I'll, I'll leave all the details to mel and is he called patch McEwen? patch McEwen, yeah and he's read a book called yeah oxygen advantage and and lots of other books but yeah he's a worldwide um breathing coach he's absolutely phenomenal and um yeah i'm just yeah really glad that i 
done that course because I've helped people, you know, with sleep apnea and asthma, like I've said. And um, yeah, he's just he's brilliant. It's really inspiring um, gentleman to work with. Yeah, fascinating because Coco had very small airways um, and had lots of ear problems and breathing problems as a baby. She didn't sleep well. And since you came into our lives, it's just a completely different child. Yeah, and also, you know, with all the things that you've mentioned, you know, especially with children, they when they have narrow passageways or adenoids and that type of thing, you know, they automatically go to the mouth because it's so difficult, you know, and when we start breathing through the mouth on a day to day basis, you know, we're losing oxygen to the brain, you get about 20% less oxygen to the brain. Um, for day-to-day -day, you know just mouth breathing it's so important we breathe through our nose on a day-to-day -day basis you know it warms the air it cools the air it cleans the air um, it creates this lovely magic molecule called nitric oxide which opens up um, the blood vessels um, within the nose to make it um, easier to breathe so with children when they start breathing through the mouth and that becomes a habit it can be quite problematic and all the things you've mentioned are really common problems um, yeah. with children that do mouth breathe especially when they have narrow um, airways um, and often with children who have um, operations, you know, to remove adenoids and that type of thing, if yeah. they're then not taught to breathe back through the nose after the operation, they'll have the same problems, you know, and um, for me in my type of job, we get quite frustrated because, you know, obviously those operations do need to um, happen in certain cases, but then they need to be referred to a breathing coach to learn then to breathe back through the nose. And, and, um, and we weren't. So Coco ooh. had... Um, glue ear so she had grommets and she had her adenoids removed and then um she had to have her tonsils removed as well um at a later date so lots of problems but mm -hmm. uh, but breathing has just done yeah. wonders for her especially you know not just on the sports field but her sleep as well she sleeps like a baby now which is yeah. wonderful whereas Amazing. before it was really disturbed really disturbed and um un unsettled and i don't think she felt rested in the morning yes and she wouldn't be she wouldn't be at all so she'd be disrupted she'll wake up more as well it's more common to wake up when you're mouth breathing as well it's just it's more disruptive um and lots of um i've seen adults that have had all of the problems that you mentioned as children that ended up with sleep apnea and, and snoring because often people kind of um i think belittle things like snoring but actually snoring is a breathing dysfunction you know, and what which, can you which, do for snoring? <laughs> uh, well, there's lots of things, actually. There's lots of exercises that I give for snoring. And this will probably sound absolutely crazy to your listeners. But um, what we do is something called mouth taping, um, which sounds, yeah, it does sound crazy. And I think a lot of people, when I first mentioned this, you know, they get really, um, yeah, like that just sounds crazy. And they're imagining kind of kidnapping situation with a bit, bit of, you know, masking tape across the mouth. And it's not. But what we're doing is... Uh, most of us actually, um, I think, I can't remember the statistic, I think it might be over 40, we, we end up mouth breathing through the night um, and it's not good for us, we need to be breathing through our nose and we have to retrain our brain uh, through the neural pathways to breathe back through the nose. So what we do is we introduce a little bit of um, tape, so micropore tape, um, which we put a little bit um, vertically um, across the mouth, just a little bit, just to retrain the brain to remember to breathe through the nose and it's one of the things that um, I do with snorers, but yeah, it takes a they're getting used to and we have to introduce it in the day um, for 20 minutes before we go and do that and anyone listening don't don't just go ahead and do that <laughs> um, you need to speak to a breathing professional before you you know go and do that or you know do your own research because there's certain you know reasons why you, you may or may not be able to do that but 
that's definitely one of the things that I do and um, it does work. And there's, again, there's a huge amount of science, you know, backing up why it works. It's just, it's amazing. But yes, when I introduce that for the first time to people, they just think it, yeah, it just sounds crazy. But once you read about it and you learn about it um, and then you start doing it, and then you notice, you know, the changes. So all those um, distressed ladies out there with snoring husbands. <laughs> I'm thinking of one in particular at the moment, a really good friend just having awful problems with her husband. Yeah, so what is, it's turbulence and it's airways and, you know, and there's, there's, lots, there's lots of issues and there can be lots of reasons why. But um, yes, it can, it can be improved and it, it can be, yeah, it can be completely got rid of um, with dedication to the person doing the exercises which I, I believe if they're if they're, it's not bothering them I think it's probably quite difficult to motivate them sometimes yes yes but there is hope out there which is very <laughs> very exciting there is there definitely is yeah oh thank you Mel and Mel we're going to do some breathing together shall yes we, shall we yes indeed yes um so because um, I don't know when anyone's going to be listening to this but we're in the the depths of a heat wave currently and um and there's some with your breath um you like i've mentioned you know you can change the way that you feel and not just you know emotionally um but also physically so you know with the breath you can cool your um, body down and you can heat it up so i thought we could do a lovely cooling breath exercise and it's a really ancient breathing technique. Um, it's called Satali breath, and it's a, a type of breath work that's called pranayama, which if anybody does yoga, they may have heard of pranayama, but um, that's where it's from. And this technique can be done um, in lots of different ways because um, unless, and I'll explain in the reason, unless you can curl your tongue, you may not be able to do this. So that's a genetic um, requirement for this breath, but there's um, other options if you can't cool your tongue. So. The first thing you'll need to do if you're listening um, is just make sure you're sitting with a really good posture. Posture is really important with the breath and, you know, learning to breathe well it can actually correct poor posture. And if you get, you know, sore shoulders or, or a sore back, you know, you'll probably have a breathing dysfunction because of your posture will be affecting your breath. So make sure you're sitting really comfortably. Have a really lovely um, tall spine. Um, place the soles of your feet on the floor because it's just really nice and grounded um, to do that, to feel like that too. And imagine the back of your head is nice and tall as well. And then if you can, um, like I said, you have that genetic predisposition to curl your tongue. What you're going to do is going to put your tongue out whilst curling it around the sides. So like a little taco shape. So can you do that, Charlie? Because I can't do that. I can. Can you curl your tongue? Yes, you can. So you're just going to pop your tongue out as much as you can in that curl. Now, I can't curl my tongue. So if you can't curl your tongue, you have two other options. So you can purse your lips in a little O shape, or you can put your top and bottom teeth together, but have your mouth open, like, and, and actually no one can see. And I'm demonstrating to Charlie, but actually I realise no one can see. So just put your top and bottom jaw together and open your mouth. Now, whichever option you've chosen, what we're going to do now is we're going to sip little bits of air through, and then what we'll do is exhale through the nose, and this will cool you down. It also adds moisture to your system, and it also lowers your blood pressure. And we'll just do this a few times. So choose your option. So curl your tongue and put your tongue outside of your mouth, teeth together, or purse your lips in a little O, and then we're going to sip some breaths in. So when you're ready. 
So I'm hoping you can feel the cool air going across your tongue. Definitely, I can. So you can do this for, um, you know, 10 rounds or just um, whenever you whenever you want to. And you can do this, you know, if you're on, on public transport, you can choose an option that's not so obvious, like the curled tongue. And it really does work. I love that one for a lovely little um, a cooling technique for your body. Thank you, Mel. That really, really does work. Yes, it's great, oh, isn't it? It's Fantastic. Really yeah, thank you. That's okay. Um, so I thought we'd now um, do a technique uh, that I use um, quite frequently um, as part of um, the breath coach you're going to do with lots of different people. Um, and this one's for anxiety, um, which again is quite prevalent with the, what's happening in the world with COVID. There's quite a lot of anxiety around still. Um, I love this technique as well before bed. Um, so if you have, you know, lots of thoughts and not being able to sleep, then this is a lovely technique you can do before um, sleeping, but um, also for, you know, panic, anxiety. So it's just a really great technique. Now, what I would say is um, before you do this, just to make sure that you're breathing into your lower belly, um, like I, I mentioned to you earlier about, you know, being breath aware, I think it's really important that your listeners know, you know, how to breathe well. So just before going into doing this technique, I'd really like to just do that really quickly. So if the listeners could place their hands on either side of their rib cage and just doing a lovely low breath, slow and deep into the belly and seeing if they can get their rib cage to move laterally to move east and west. So just breathing in really slow and low and deep. and seeing if they can get their diaphragms to move. So just taking a few breaths here. Again, remembering that posture, and if you're laid down, obviously you won't have the posture, but if you're seated, remembering that posture. Having a few breaths there, feeling that diaphragm moving. If you don't have much movement, with the hands there, seeing if you can feel the rib cage expanding into the hands, and then the rib cage contracting on the exhale. And after you've done that, what I'd like you to do is just place both of your hands on your lower belly, just to make sure that you could feel your lower belly coming forward when you inhale and retracting on the exhale. So we'll just take a couple of low, slow, deep breaths here. Feeling the belly rise into the hands and fall on the exhale. So inhaling, the belly rising into the hands on the inhale and falling on the exhale. So it's really great to just have a little check um, before you do any breathing exercise, because if you go into um, doing a breathing exercise and you're breathing short and shallow into your chest, um, it just won't have the same benefits as checking and making sure that your breath is, you know, you're using your diaphragm and the breath is coming into the belly too. So the exercise that we're going to do um, is called 478. Um, it's a really famous breathing exercise as well. Um, it's very, very simple. And what we're going to do is we're going to breathe in through our nose uh, through the count of, to the count of four. Then we'll hold the breath for the count of seven. And then what we're going to do is exhale with a whooshing sound to the count of eight. And um, this is, it's really lovely. It um, gets you into that really lovely kind of rest and digest um, part of our nervous system. And it's just, it's really, really calming. Um, and I often get asked actually with this one, um, some people don't have, you know, a really big, you know, lung capacity. So some people find it really difficult um, to do this technique um, 
with the seven and with the eight particularly. They're quite high numbers for some um, people. So you can reduce this. So it's well known to, to work well at four, seven, eight, but I've had success with people doing this at lower numbers. So just, you know, reduce them slightly to three, six, seven, you know, whatever you do, just reduce each of them equally, but we'll do four, seven, eight together and see how you get on Charlie. And um, if anyone's got any questions, you know, about it afterwards, obviously they can get in touch with me. So when you're ready, I'm gonna ask you to inhale through your nose. I'm gonna inhale one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale through the mouth, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's really nice. So on the exhale, it's a lovely, like a, a whooshing kind of a Oh, should I have made more noise? Sound. No, it's okay. I realised I didn't demonstrate, so it was difficult. But yes, it's like a whooshing, like a out sound on the exhale. How did you find the seven and eight for you, Charlie? Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Fine. Okay, so let's do a couple I more do, rounds. Do breathe quite a lot. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'm anxious. Um, I just find it so helpful. Well, you mentioned that this was good to do at bedtime. Mm. Um, can you do it as well when you are feeling anxious and you have a moment of hundred oh, percent to use it then just to yeah hundred percent and just calm down and yeah and think straight yes. about how you're going to do hundred percent um because you know what we're doing is um when we're doubling our exhale we're getting into that you know that calming part of our nervous system that I keep mentioning um when we inhale more then our exhale, we're kind of activating our system. Our heart rate is increasing when we take a longer inhale. You know, when you have a scare, you'll go <gasps> like this. You'll take a big gaspy air and that, you know, your heart rate is increasing. So you're activating your system. You're getting into that sympathetic mode, which by the way, is really good. You know, when we're working, when we're performing, you know, when we're doing sport, we want to be in that activating part of our nervous system. So I don't want to completely put that, you know, part of our nervous system down because it, it does a job. And we flip between those two parts of our nervous system all day. But when we're in that panic, when we're in that anxiety, and we obviously, we don't want to be, we want to be calming. So what we're doing is we're, we're doubling the exhale here. So we're activating that really calm rest and digest. Okay, so when you're ready, we're going to do the exercise a few more times. And remember to do the whooshing sound on the exhale too. Okay. So when you're ready, Charlie, we're going I'm to ready. inhale through the nose. One, two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last time, inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight and now just breathing normally and what's really helpful Charlie when you're doing this exercise as well is is to do the counting in your head because it really distracts the brain and so it's like a, it's twofold so you're telling the body it's calm you're telling the body it's safe and then you're distracting the mind with any kind of you know rumination extra thoughts you know by doing that counting you're distracting the mind as well so it's really it's really great to count when you're doing that one yourself too Thank you, Mal. I don't think I'm very good at whooshing. I, um, <laughs> it brought back a funny memory when I was giving birth and my doctor said, Charlie, you need to pant. I couldn't pant. So I ended up getting everybody in the room to pant with me <laughs> because my mind went blank. Oh my gosh, whatever works. <laughs> In that situation, whatever works, Very right? Funny. Well, there is a there's a reason yeah, behind the whooshing. There's like um there's lots of things that can um activate what's um called your um vagus nerve, yeah. and um there's something called vag vagal tone, which is your body's um response to stress. And when we have good vagal tone, um we have a better response to stress. And doing deep diaphragmatic breathing increases your vagal tone and making noise in the throat, so humming, um, making doing these different things and um, that can help um, activate the, the, va the vagus nerve so that yeah there's a reason behind that so yeah a bit, yeah. bit of practice so that can I really help so. you <laughs> oh brilliant Mel thank you so much that was so um, insightful and I really hope that uh, our listeners have got lots out of that and why why breathing is just so important and what it can help with you know from yeah. children to calming them down to sleep apnea to asthma there's so many different um different things that it yeah. can help yeah and it, it, I, I always think that i think you know um just you know getting the word out there because we pay so much attention you know to um what we eat yeah you know and how long we can last without any food and we pay so much attention to what we drink yeah. and you know and again we can only last for a certain amount of time you know with, with water and yet we don't pay that much attention to the way that we breathe and, and again how long do we last without the breath you know if we're lucky minutes but more like seconds you know and we might think about the quality of the air but you know not not the quantity and how well we breathe and that you know it's, it's the first thing and last thing we do it's the most important thing we're all connected by our breath you know it takes i think it's four or five days for our breath that we're breathing now to get to the other side of the world they did a test to see how wow. long it, it, it took you know we're breathing we're all sharing that air you know the, all nature and we're all part of that you know we're all connected by that and they're just um, and it's so fundamental but yet not talked about enough yeah um, yeah so thank you so much for having me well thank you for coming on because i just feel and i i'm always banging on about it but if we take some time to make these little changes in our lives we can feel so much better and yeah. you know it's busy house happy home and actually if we are breathing correctly we are so much happier in ourselves we're yeah. going to have happier reactions when yeah. they go wrong 100 percent, um, and, and the regularity of how we practice you know even if we just did 10 minutes a day you know I, i'm really passionate when i work with people to make sure that the exercises and techniques that i give them work you know in their day-to-days you know so if they're walking a lot you know if they're you know whatever it is that they're doing i try and tailor the 
exercises to fit around that busy home because you know it's so important that we can do exercising techniques um, that we can do around when we are busy and if you know the summer holidays that we can do with the kids or we can do for a few minutes on our own or when we're walking or horse riding or whatever it is that you're doing you know it just it has to fit you know it has to work and you know if we start doing 10 minutes a day you know and that just starts building and building and building and then you really just start noticing um how much better you feel yeah and it just becomes then part of your life you get you know you just into the good habits of just of breathing well all the time you'll be very pleased to know that Coco has still got her breathing bunny do you remember her big gray bunny yes yeah. keeps with her every night on the um, belly on the belly <laughs> yeah um and that was that was brilliant anyway mel thank you so much for your time today thank you for joining us no i am going to leave all of mel's details in the show notes so everybody can access that and get in touch with mel if they would like to find out more but um try and stay cool today poor mel i had to get her to turn her fan off because we could hear it um, <laughs> so, poor mel i'm glad we're not no video for this uh, podcast thank that heavens get no. that fan back on and cool down mel thank you so much thank you so much for having me I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast, if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button. It helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that. And leave me a review. The more subscribers we have, the more episodes I can put on for you. So please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button.